What's up, everybody? Just real quick before we start the show, just want to tell you how you can come support us. You can go to rockfin.com forward slash truezilla. You can find all of our episodes for free, plus some bonus episodes. Plus, uh, get a monthly subscription. You can get access to all the content creators on the site. Scott, don't we have a Patreon now, too? Yes, and we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash truezilla. So we're going to be dropping premium content in both places, so come check us out there. Also, truezilla.org forward slash shirts. Get yourself a rocking truezilla shirt today. We got some new shirt ideas, too. Yeah, we got some new shirt ideas. The ones I've got, though, are probably going to get us kicked off. So I'm kind of like, I got uh, kicked off anyway. Yeah, we're getting kicked yeah, off anyways. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, a little racy. Do it. But uh, yeah. So All right, guys. Right. Welcome to the show. Bam, bam. Welcome to Truthzilla. I am Megan sitting here with Scott and Ed. This week's guest is the author of Esoteric Hollywood Parts 1 and 2, the man behind Hollywood Decoded on the Gaia Network, frequent guest host on the Alex Jones Show, and one of the most prolific deep divers out there. You can find his podcast and content channels everywhere under the name Jay's Analysis and at jaysanalysis.com. Jay Dyer, welcome to the show. What's up? Thank you. Glad to be here. It's an honor. Man, it really is an honor, man. I've been following your work for a while. Always an always an exciting uh deep dive every every time on, on the alex jones show i try to keep track on what he's got going on your perspective is just so unique you know um i've never you know there's not too many people out there that take it the way that that you take it you know what i mean you take it all the way back and tie it all the way to what's going on today you know yeah. and, and and through that and i think that there's so much value in that because that is how we can kind of read the tea leaves and see what's going to happen you know and uh, you know they tell us what they're doing that's part of their philosophy their religion if you will like they have to tell us what's going on um so you know obviously uh the main instrument of that i would say has been hollywood for forever forever right and uh there's so many things that you know we've been ch chatting about like gosh we got to talk about this and talk about that and it's like super exciting but um you know the thing that i was kind of just it's been on my mind is like okay so hollywood is basically falling apart it's all going away you know this has been their main instrument of not only predictive programming but you know brainwashing and if that's going away what does that tell us is that does that mean that they're done with it it served its purpose um is there going to be another iteration or what's going on well just yeah the simple answer to that is that it's been supplanted by streaming services so the studio mm -hmm. system doesn't really matter anymore it's more you know moving to just online streaming and i actually i kind of think that that's prepping us for the next phase which would be um gaming and like the world of gaming will probably merge with entertainment such that mm -hmm. it almost won't won't be anything like the stuff that we have today so probably the you know next 20 30 years will be moving towards matrix level stuff of like you know computer mind brain or computer brain interface type stuff so that's probably where we're going and yeah hollywood has served its purpose to uh you know successfully <clears throat> successfully propagandize the country to be unrecognizable to what it was uh, 30 40 years ago absolutely absolutely so i know one of the main highlights you touch on we were talking about this ed you want to Oh, I got it. Uh, but like, like Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick, right? Yeah. Um, such an influential person and so much mystique and mystery around it. Like, was he a good guy? Was he a bad guy? Like, what, what do you think? What would you well, I don't, uh, yeah, it's hard to say in terms of like casting, um, you know, those kind of broad nets about somebody sure. who, you know, had a complex life and yeah. he probably had phases and times where he was 
you know, trying to sincerely be an artist and get his message out. And then there were probably times where he felt like he had to compromise to use the Zeiss lens and to be able to film stuff, you know, with the with uh, NASA, with the Air Force assistance. So all of that went down in his life. And I think that um, he's a, just a complex ca character who <laughs> um, was a lot of different things. And so is he a propagandist? Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? He's probably all of the above in some way. Uh, I know that's probably a kind of a shitty answer, but no, <laughs> I mean, that's really what I, I think is going on with Kubrick. So he probably was at some of those big eyes wide shut parties and he saw it and he, you know, um, maybe he was tempted with it or, or he realized that, you know, even he could only get to certain, you know, strata within the power structure. And he realized there was a people, you know, way above him, kind of like, kind of like the, the Bill Hartford character in Eyes Wide Shut, you know, he realizes mm -hmm. that there's power structures above him. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so with the Eyes Wide Shut, I've, you know, I know you talk about that one a lot. Um, so what is the significance? I know I took, I took a class in college, uh, uh, German folklore and fairy tales, and that's based off a of 1926. Uh, I forget was it dreams, something dreams. Um, what's the significance? From novella. Yeah, the novella. Uh, now, is is that tied into it, or what was this kind of more his own story related to like what's going on with with Hollywood at the time, or is or is this kind of what's what's the relation to the original novel it's based on? Well, the original novel is uh, a loose. Uh, oh, it's like a story of a doctor who, you know, kind of runs in with this higher level group of, of people. And uh, it has all of these kind of surrealist elements. And I think it's magical realism if you're looking for the literary genre. If I recall, it's been many years since I looked at that, but <clears throat> I think that's what it is. And, and so Kubrick is kind of using that as a, a, a rough outline for the story. And yes, updating it to interject these elements of present day Hollywood. And um, I think it's uh, the, the title of the movie itself kind of gives it away where the title tells you that it's about the fact that the majority of people in the world, their eyes are wide shut to the way the world really works. And the irony is that nowadays post Franklin cover up post post Epstein post all of this big high level stuff. Uh, and, and, I just learned this literally this week. I didn't even know this. So I'm doing a, <clears throat> a series on uh, the history of organized crime in the U.S. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. And at the same time, I'm also studying, again, the history of serial killers, which I had done a lot of research on that about five years ago. I'm, I'm deep uh, dipping back into that. And I'm noticing a lot of crossovers in those worlds. And one example is that there was a, an Epstein operation running in the 70s. Uh, in Michigan, it's called the North Fox Island um, um, case. And literally a guy was doing all the Epstein stuff, a rich, rich well, actually it's a connected group of people um, tied into a lot of high level executives and it was human trafficking and it was 100% Epstein operation prior to Epstein. So point being is that there have been tons of cases of this going on for a long time. And you know, if you go back to the 70s and you watch all these news clips of people finding out about this, this case, this event, a lot of the human trafficking and serial killer cases, which are connected, by the way, in the 70s. Um, it was just so outlandish. People couldn't believe that, right? Because there was still this kind of remnant of the innocence of America still lingering from the 50s. And I think that um, what Kubrick, like many people who maybe ran in the circles of the elites, like they saw this other world, this underworld, you know, that was very real in western society and i'm sure in global you know the elites in other countries are into the same sick stuff 
So how do you, you can't talk about it. You can't go to the police. You can't go to, you know, the, you know, you could write a fiction story or you could, um, you know, try to make a movie. And I think that's what he did. Uh, you know, it could have gotten him in trouble. Um, and this is a pretty revelatory film uh, in terms of, eyes, you know, what's in Eyes Wide Shut, who it's calling out. So it's pretty amazing in that, yeah, it's the basically telling us that the Epstein stuff has been going on for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly. certainly. So uh, just kind of an overall question. Now we, in our show, we have not touched a lot on like Hollywood and we probably, we're not as knowledgeable probably, you know, as yourself and whatnot, but just kind of for our listeners and just kind of as a parent of young children, I would ask, you know, you know, I know like Disney, I know Walt Disney, there's a, a lot of he's dirty right we, we that's the easy way of saying it and uh, and there's a lot of predictive programming you know going on in, in disney and you know what if, if as, a, as a parent of young children what what, what would you be comfortable exp exposing your kids to and and also you know kind of maybe a little overview of like like what these big companies are doing you know your netflix these new streaming services you know what what they're inputting into our children you know um it's very sophisticated form of uh, toxic culture. So basically um, entities like Disney uh, have always been connected to the, the CIA high level intelligence stuff. They've always been connected to um, huge corporations like Siemens, uh, uh, the Pentagon uh, from the very get go, they all, they had that interconnectedness and it was always there to do social engineering. So people don't understand that like Maybe Disney maybe 50 years ago wasn't as degenerate or weird. And I'm not saying everybody's bad or everybody's involved in something, but what it's doing to the culture and society, uh, it definitely gets worse over time. And yeah, uh, Walt was working with uh, the military. He filmed a lot of propaganda uh, stuff. So you already know from the outset, this is, this is at the behest of, uh, of the CIA and the intelligence agencies to promote, um, basically warfare right so in the in the early phases disney was all about promoting america in terms of war right and the, the world war ii era um there was the, you can find cartoons of you know donald duck about how to how virtuous it is to pay your taxes right so sure <laughs> and how you need to be recruited go into the military all this kind of stuff you know that's been there for forever but then as we got up into 80s and 90s you know stories started coming out about dark darker deeper you know, creepy stuff with a lot of the pop stars, a lot of the people who went up through the um, the Disney ladder, you know, the Britney Spearses, the Justin Timberlakes, the uh, Christina Aguilera's, these types, like there seemed to be this pattern of this, just really something is wrong with these people, right? Something has happened to them, probably abuse. I don't know in every case, but th that seemed to be an emergent pattern that people were picking up on and noticing. Um, and with Disney, I think that what you're getting, especially now, is just more and more uh, phases of of mind control, of uh, downloading the latest social engineering update into your kids. So, um, no, I, if, I, if I had kids, which I just got married, I don't have kids yet, but if I did have kids, uh, I would try to keep them away from that stuff until they're old enough, right, to kind of know and to make those kinds of decisions for their life and have a sense of, you know, right and wrong. It's, if, if it's a kid, they're, you know, you're so impressionable when you're a kid, like you're absorbing everything like a sponge and all that stuff stays with you. That's why the elite so often try to traumatize kids because they know that the kid's going to be dealing with that. They're going to be programmed in some sense, traumatized for the rest of their life, right? So that's why it's so important. That's why I think, you know, guard 
what your kids are exposed to. Obviously, you can't guard them from everything, but um, I would, I definitely wouldn't let, let them be raised on Disney. No, absolutely not. It's, well, it kind of goes into the question of the masks on the kids too, right now, right? Like that's that's the trauma they're forcing on all of them, and that yeah, that'll affect them for the rest of their lives. Should well, I've never let my kids wear a mask. This is just one constant yeah. re-traumatization after another, man. Like ever sure. since, ever since like 9-11, man. Like that that was the big one. That kind of just shook everybody you know it took me like i was such a stupor after that for many many years god it wasn't even like 2010 until i was like wait a minute you know someone pointed some things out to me but up until then i was like yeah they hate our freedom we gotta go you know what i mean like i was on that you know like yeah i mean and and yeah 9 11 was a big catalyst for me i was you know about mm, 17 18 somewhere in there around the time that happened and then you know immediately after that i started kind of questioning things on a bigger scale and uh, oddly enough, diving back into the serial killers, um, I more and more have come to believe and, and I'm finding actual, you know, substantial evidence that a lot of the serial killers have connections uh, between themselves and other serial killers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot, almost all of them, literally almost all of the famous American serial killers have periods of serving in the U.S. military. Um, I mm-hmm. come from a military family. My dad, uncles, everybody was. I'm not saying everybody in the military is bad. I'm just saying okay. that. This is just a feature that we've seen amongst the serial killers. And I bring them up because uh, you mentioned 9-11 as a, like a traumatizing event. That's what serial killers were before 9-11, right? So the whole okay. the, the 70s phase of the serial killers up into the 80s. Wow. And there were even some really famous ones in the, in the 90s as well. Uh, some, some cult serial killings like the Order of the Solar Temple, Heaven's Gate. Um, I really think a lot of these, say Jonestown, these were also... In many cases, not every case can't prove it, but I think in many cases, uh, pretty well connected guilds of probably contract killers. So a lot of people don't know that. But if you read Dave McGowan's book, he's the first person to really set forth this thesis and program to kill. And the basis for this is the actual program known as the Phoenix program, which Mm -hmm. the CIA had a program to create serial killers in the Vietnam War. Um, I think it was Colby came up with this idea uh, to terrorize the Vietnam and or the Viet Cong, excuse me. So I'm not, I'm not saying that makes the communism good and the CIA bad. I'm, I'm not picking sides. I, I think both sides are bad, but the point is that uh, in this situation, you have the, the stated intent plan to create, um, you know, guilds of serial killers to traumatize people. And what happens when all these guys come back to America after their service, after, I mean, I was just reading literally just dug up a thing where Berkowitz was blasted on LSD his entire time of being in the military. I didn't even know that. Like I've been reading about Berkowitz and this stuff. And I just found this old news clipping where, which to me suggests that he was doing like MK ultra related stuff. Right. We know that. Did you know Whitey Bulger, the famous uh, mobster was part of MK ultra? No, No. didn't know that. That's verified. Yes. Uh, uh, the, the Theodore Ted Kaczynski, part yep. of MK Ultra, right? Yep. So yep. we're starting to notice a pattern of these famous killers, right? These patterns are there. I think they're significant. Now, why do I bring that up? It's traumatization. It's yeah. trauma, right? The serial killer phenomenon that was traumatizing America at a certain time for certain things, alienating people. And so when we get into the big terror stuff, right? If you doubt that the nine event would be, um, you know, organized and engineered by people uh in our establishment then just think about the fact that well if they're willing to do the epstein type stuff don't you think they're willing to that do that kind of stuff 
Absolutely. And then it, that leads me to think just all the objections that people have, they're just so dumb, right? Like they're so weak. They're weak sauce, dude. I mean, yeah. does anybody know about Murder, Inc.? I'm not talking about you guys. Yeah. I'm not the audience, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I've just been reading about Murder, Inc. There was a guild of 250 killers yeah. that the mafia had access. They could call at any time a whole guild of serial killers. Yeah. So is it unreasonable to think that Uncle Sam had his own guild of serial killers that he could call upon if he needed to? I, I mean, I, I don't think that's far-fetched. In fact, uh, I just dug up a thing where it was talking about Dahmer. It was, uh, I think it was a cable. It looks like, I mean, it's hard. I can't tell what it is. It's a it's a clipping of it. It looks like an uh, embassy cable mm -hmm. where they were talking about that the base that Dahmer was stationed at in Germany. Yes, Dahmer was in the military. Wow. Um, they He was a suspect in five women being murdered uh, near his German base. Uh, so again, um, and the reason that the cable says he wasn't arrested is that he was directly under the command of a high level military official and this got squashed. So uh, this is something we continually see too, that a lot of these serial killers seem to have aid from people very high up. This is how they're able to get away with doing this for so many years. Uh, in many cases, it seems to be that um, police uh, departments are helping to cover it up and are involved as well. Um, not everybody, obviously, but, you know, higher, higher level uh, police people. Anyway, point being, it's just simply that like, if that stuff is the case, then and, and if 9-11, right, if we if we are woke to all that stuff, it really starts to make you wonder about a lot of these things. Right. Like maybe our government is way more corrupt than we thought for way longer than we thought. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, so that leads me to believe like, okay, so I know like the podcast landscape is just replete of just like serial killer shows, true crime shows. Right, right. And I just, I don't really listen to a whole lot of that. So maybe I'm completely out of the loop, but when was the last, I don't even, are there serial killers nowadays? Has there been a prolific serial killer in the last decade? Yeah, that's a good question. See that 11. That's something Dave noticed who wrote uh, two really good books that are kind of in the vein of my book, uh, Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon. I yeah. highly recommend uh, Dave's uh, book on, on Lord. But then his other book was about the serial killers and MKUltra called uh, Program to Kill. And your point was something he noticed. He said, wait a minute, where did all the serial killers go? Right? Like, I thought this was this like wait, like they're everywhere, right? We're supposed yeah. to think in the 80s and 90s, oh, there's serial killers everywhere, right? And, and there's dozens, there's like a whole stable of them, right? There's like 30, 40 of them. Where are they now? If I, the last I recall um, was Virginia Tech, right? I mean, I think he's okay. classed as a serial killer, which it's there's more, some really weird stuff with Cho Sung Wee too, but. Totally. Well, now um, it's more like mass shooters, right? Wouldn't that be exactly, mass shooters? Right. So this so is now where it's, it transitions yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Bravik, right? He's a, a mass shooter who had all these connections to secret societies, thought he was yeah. a Templar, all this kind of stuff. So yeah, you're absolutely right that uh, it seems like the, if there is an overarching plan for these different types of psychological operations, if in mm -hmm. fact that's what they are, they seem to come in phases like totally. a couple decades of serial killers, a couple decades of cults, a couple decades of mass shooters and terror. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. And amazing. Now I've never even thought of it that way. That's, that's phenomenal. <laughs> I would, can I add to, by yeah, the way, I agree with you that I'm not really into true crime and, and yeah. I had no intention of getting into all the true crime podcasts. It was just that, um, studying MK Ultra, mind control, intelligence operations kind of inadvertently led me to reading about organized crime and reading mm -hmm. about uh, some of those or, or, or listening to some of those shows and, and books about serial killers and, and that element. But typically, I don't really care about true crime. Yeah, for sure. I remember what I was going to say. So um, 
I know like, like one of the things that fascinates me, you know, secret societies, you know, I've been reading uh, secret teachings of all ages and just, uh, you know, going into actually I'm reading a book on the Templars right now, actually. And, uh, but like you, you spoke how you're diving into the mafia, like what, what preeminent, like, I think not a lot of people like make that connection. Like that is like the penultimate, like secret society. Right. And then had can you trace that, uh, lineage back to some of like the more earlier, like mystery schools. Is there any like overlap there or, or, uh, how, how does that, how did that come to be? Uh, yeah. Uh, in terms of the modern Sicilian mafia, the origins, uh, go back, well, they go back really far. You could go back to like the middle ages mm -hmm. and in the middle ages, the mafiosi were like just, just patriots and people interested in kind of local militia self-defense. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't anything nefarious about that. Um, but as we get up into the Italian uh, revolution and unification under uh, a guy named uh, Garibaldi, uh, he's the famous guy who unified Italy, right, under a, a kingdom. This is what, like a late 1800s. Well, he was a high level Mason and he was very influenced by the guy who, and I'm not making this up, is pretty universally known to be kind of like the illuminist of the time, Giuseppe Mazzini. So Mazzini is comparable to somebody like um, Albert Pike or Manly P. Hall. Uh, okay. And so uh, Mazzini was a pretty radical kind of revolutionary communist type agitator guy, but he was also a nationalist. And so that's the, the, the influence that he had on Garibaldi was that kind of revolutionary nationalism. And Garibaldi is who recruited a lot of uh, people in crime syndicates, thieves, brigands, and local patriots you could say to all kind of be his soldiers and that's where the uh masonic element comes in is that a lot of the ritual elements that would go into the sicilian mafia's omerta the the uh, oath ritual and all that is borrowed from freemasonry through that through that lineage basically so that's how there is a connection that doesn't mean that every person in the mafia is a mason i'm just saying there's overlap there with totally. um the origins of the sicilian mafia in italy uh and that's how there's similar rituals and and initiation there but yeah it, it, i would say that um ultimately the the way the sicilian mafia works in the u.s is that it does function like a secret society yeah yeah definitely um so i was listening to uh presentation you were doing uh, i was re-listening to it uh, on your channel earlier and i was talking about you know how i mean as we all know like so the secret society concept is not new right this is something that has been from the beginning of time right you there always has to be like this power differential right to have an initiatory class that that protects certain knowledge from the profane right you know that's always just been and, and whereas back in the day it used to be just simple like numbers and mathematics right and then just certain symbolism right and then it's something they, they guarded america you know what i mean um whereas and then as eventually it's and, and maybe it wasn't always nefarious maybe necessarily but now it seems to have evolved from that um and i really loved your analysis on uh like the plato's republic into um what we're seeing today and, and like like as far as just the, all the the technocracy the transhumanism like i really thought that that was such a valid point i was wondering if you maybe touch on that yeah, Plato has this uh, idea, what's called the noble lie, which is that society uh, can't be governed properly without the state basically creating a kind of a fake religion and running and controlling that religion. Um, and so he says, we'll just call it the noble, it's just called the noble lie. And it's just, there's no other option here, right? Because only the elite at the top are going to be able to understand that um, 
the secrets and the mysteries are not uh, proper to everyone, right? So there's this very elitist kind of secret society element to Plato. Um, Plato was influenced by Pythagoreanism and ancient Egyptian philosophy and all that. So, <clears throat> so um, yes, that's definitely there. And that's why Plato is always influential on revolutionaries because the Republic is actually the first kind of communist treatise. It's actually, a lot of people don't know that it's, it teaches communism. And this is why communists always appeal back to Plato. They're always idealistic revolutionaries because Plato's system is idealistic. It's based on what is supposed to be or to bring a utopia, the ideal republic. Um, and this is why, right, if you, mm -hmm. what was the Soviet Union? The Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. What's America, right? It's the, it's a republic. So whether it's communism, whether it's uh, American revolutionary founding fathers, everybody has influence back to Plato. And um, uh, I'm not saying it's totally communism. Obviously, there's there's different elements in there. But um, Plato was definitely a top-down control kind of guy, right? I mean, he thinks that basically society should be run like a math problem. So he's kind of the original technocrat, right? Mm -hmm. Everything should be in its place. Everything should be uh, uh, formal because it's governed by the ideal forms. And so it's quite literally should be structured literally like a, a, a math problem or, or geometry. It's a very quantified view. And although Plato didn't obviously know about computers or anything like that, the idea of computers running society and, and a technocratic model is totally 100% has its origins in Plato. So um, yeah, that's the danger here though, is that of course the world isn't ideal. It doesn't always match up to the abstract or to geometric forms or to, right? I mean, we know numbers have some role to play in this world, but we can't make everything identical to numbers. It's just a kind of a preposterous idea. And this is why so many, you know, revolutionary philosophies fail, why communism always fails is that you can't, force this world to be exactly like some ideal right it just doesn't work that way humans are not just beings that are only motivated by one type of thing right like in communism it's oh uh, we're all motivated by our uh, class struggle right so if we could just eliminate private property well then nobody would be greedy anymore and we wouldn't have right this is just ridiculous right but that's the ideal that they try to squish the world into and that's why it always fails so technocracy is another version of that. Let's, let's make everything, you know, computerized and everything will run, be run by AI. And it'll be perfect. And then we'll eliminate human error and human weakness. And, and it's not, it's tyrannical because it doesn't, yeah, you certain. can't, it, it's just self-refuting. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've been asking a few guests this question. I have a couple ideas, but what, what do you think it was about this time last year? that made them just flip the switch and be like, okay, now's the time and, and rolled all these agendas out and just, just so dramatically changed. Is it something, did something shift? Has something changed on their end? Do they know something we don't know? Why, why all of a sudden, why did they turn the switch on? Uh, personally, I don't think it was a, a, a flip the switch, roll all yeah. this out at once. I think this was a of course planned out way long ago. In fact, sure. uh, we just did some, um, uh, analyses of a couple writings and books from the global elite back to the eighties that talked about all the stuff that we're seeing rolled out now. So uh, one of those is the book millennium, which has writings from Timothy Leary, mm. uh, Willis Harmon, 
um, some of the other technocrats. Uh, and then there's another book um, by Frith of Copra, who's one of these eco maniac technocrat guys called uh, Turning Point. And then in both of those books, they said that we need the crisis to come eventually that will allow us to use the medicine medical realm mm. to roll out the tyranny. Um, everybody, I'm sure you guys are familiar with, you know, Operation Lockstep from Rockefeller yeah. Foundation. Oh, yeah. So so those kind of, to me, suggest that um, they maybe have, uh, you know, like multiple cards in their hand that they could play at any time. And it's kind of uh, like the Illuminati card game, right? Like yeah, yeah, if yeah. something occurs, right? Oh, now it's time to play this card, right? So yeah. I think they had the this card ready to go. Um, and another way I know that is that um, it might be hard to find now, but about a year ago, maybe back in March yeah, of last year, maybe into April, uh, World Economic Forum had this thing you could sign up for, which was a, a e by email thing that you had accessed privately that you could, it, was, it wasn't secret, it was for anybody that gave their email, but you could access this page that was their layout of what the plan for all of society is. And it literally has every area of life like mm. laid out and planned out to the nth degree, right? Which yeah. that wouldn't, they wouldn't even have the website and all those plans ready if this wasn't planned a long totally. time ago, right? So totally. yeah. to me, all of those things suggest that, yeah, that this, this was definitely a crucial year, probably for a lot of different reasons, probably for, um, you know, uh, I'm not saying that Trump was perfect, but uh, there was obviously some road bumps yeah. Right, that Trump uh, was not allowing this plan to, you know, advance as quick as possible. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you that this plan had always been in motion. It's been in motion for a long time. But to me, it just sure. seemed like something maybe was unlocked on their end. And they well, that's like, true. Right, in 2020, roll. there was definitely you know? some, yeah. some big shit rolled yeah. out for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 So my, my whole thinking was like, and I've said this before on the show, so I apologize, everybody. But like my thinking was like, one, either they've figured out AI. You know, I mean, to me, it seems like they've made it very, very clear that we are non-essential anymore. And, and they've, you know, they've needed us up until now. They've needed us for our, our blood and our sweat and our labor, you know, the batteries, you know, the batteries in the matrix, that's been us. And, and it just seemed like they kind of showed their hand a little bit in that, you know, they, we are non-essential. We don't need you to work anymore. That's fine. Go sit at home. You know, they just printing trillions of dollars a day. It's like, they've shown like money is, is what it is. Like, we know what it is. Like it's useless. And then they're like, yeah, whatever. We know money's useless. We don't care. Like whatever. So they've really demonstrated that they're done with us, you know, they're, they're done with us. And so that's the frightening piece that, that was like, man, so what happened? What changed? And I was like having a conversation with a friend and it was like, well, maybe they like figured out like, you know, artificial general AI, like full AI that that's, that that's coming fully online and they're keeping it contained. And then he said, and he's kind of a blue pill guy. And I was kind of surprised. He said, maybe they figured out the secrets of immortality. And I was like, and, and I was like, Oh shit. Cause that's what it's been all about this whole time anyway. Right. So I don't know. Well, that's definitely the quest. I mean, that that's the, you know, quest of the philosopher's stone is to figure out the secrets of immortality, which uh, personally, no, I don't think that, that they yeah. will find that through technology. That's my opinion. But yeah. uh, I do think that it's very plausible that the, the technology has advanced to the degree that they think that, yes, they could roll out the global government now. Yeah. Yeah. I think absolutely. that's what's happened for sure. Um, beyond that, I don't know. But if you read books like um, Annie Jacobson's book on the history of DARPA, she she covers like the whole point about the AI and where they wanted to get it right to where they could roll it out. And I think that there's still a lot of infrastructure that has to kind of go into place before mm -hmm. the full on straight up technocratic 
top-down AI system is rolled out in terms of like actually up and running. But we're already seeing that infrastructure be put in place now. Um, in one of the global elites books, Jacques Attali, he says 2050 is the, the year when it's all full up and running. Wow. So they, ha they have these kind of key years like 2020, 2030, 2050. Um, so the next big key crucial year for the next phase is 2030 and then 2050 is the when it's all supposed to be fully in place. And he's, he says, by then it's like, like you have no rights. <laughs> like yeah. you're, you're totally controlled. You live in a pod uh, and they'll decide when you live and die. You don't get access to anything in the external world, except what the robot that basically runs your life allows you to have access to. Oh man. You say that's end game. <laughs> yeah. No, that's in, uh, well, yeah. I mean, but that's in uh, Jacques Attali's book, brief history of the future. And I mean, Attali is no small player. He's the Kissinger of France. He's definitely part of the inner uh, group of the elite. Um, he wrote that book in 2006. And he said that all the stuff he says that would be expected by 2020, it's all here. So you can be rest assured that he's, he's telling what's the plan. Okay. Uh, he said that he said by 2020, everybody be watching live streams on YouTube. <laughs> wow. He said that in 2006. So yeah. Wow. So I got to ask, you know, uh, what's the, like, okay, well, what's the solution? That's, that's a preposterous question, but, but how do we keep our sanity through this? I know you're a man of strong faith and like, how do you keep your sanity diving into these topics and specifically, or do you see a way out? Well, I mean, yeah, from my vantage point, the, you know, the Bible is, does come into play here because if, if we look at things like the book of revelation, although I'm not saying necessarily that we're in the, the last times, or I know that we're in the end times, I don't, I don't make that claim. I'm just saying that the stuff that the book of revelation talks about, about the way that this kind of evil spirit that kind of runs this fallen world, he's always trying to build Babel. He's always trying to build this kind of a thing. To me, that speaks to the veracity of the Bible. So I think that the, the, the principle of the book of revelation about, how evil always tries to create this kind of global uh, control structure to me speaks to its truthfulness. So um, I know that, you know, if you believe the Bible, then it's, this system is destined to fall. It's not going to, um, it might be bad for a while, but it's not going to last for forever. So that I take hope in. Um, I also think that the system, just in the way it's structured and what it says about humanity in itself is, is kind of self-destructive. And so I think the, just that inherent eating itself, nature that it has is also a big problem because i, I think that it, it can cause itself to, to fall apart yeah definitely yeah. you know we spend so much time talking about the darkness and the evil and all that stuff and i think you know we we don't spend enough time focusing on is there hope how is there hope and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you know we may have to get to such a dark place before people realize wait a minute this is yeah. not this is not <laughs> yeah. yeah certainly and that's you're absolutely right because if you look at you know famous uh, tyrannical regimes in history that's what happens like it, it just has to reach like an apex before it's mm -hmm. so bad so ridiculous so absurd and then people it just falls apart right i mean you see that with with soviet communism right like it it just kind of reached this apex and then mm -hmm. it it was just the 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 lies that were needed to prop up the whole system were so absurd that it just collapsed yeah i mean that's what i've been saying this whole time like from day one it's like it's never been about the mask like dude if you want to wear a mask go wear a mask that's fine but you know you don't get the right to tell me to wear the mask and and i and i can see where this is going like we know where this is headed mm -hmm. we've seen it happen in history before we know exactly where this is going and so by me having such a huge problem 
fundamentally on a such a spiritual level with the masks has nothing to do with the mask. It's because I know what's going to happen. And it's like, you guys, we can end this right now today. We don't have to wait until, you know, there's mass genocide. And then, and all these people are, uh, cheering it on while it happens, man. And that's the scariest part. Like, how did we get to this place? Like, Oh, man. I forgot that. Uh, I mean, I put a you know decent amount of time into studying uh, geopolitics, geopolitical yeah. events, big events, and psychological warfare, et cetera, for many, many years. And I had totally forgotten that at Abu Ghraib, they made people wear face masks. Yeah. And my buddy Tristan sent me that. He's like, did you remember that Abu Ghraib, part of the you know kind of torture process was that they made everybody wear masks 24 seven? I was like, oh, I totally forgot that. So that tells you that it's a it's an actual dehumanizing thing 100% yeah we just did a whole analysis on uh you know the 10 stages of genocide i don't know it's uh, dr stanton and uh, how each one of them you know the armenian genocide the holocaust um rwanda like it follows a yeah. follows a very specific um, one two three four five six seven nine ten and if you extrapolate what's going on in our society we're literally at stage eight like literally it's insane. Like, which is right. And then, and then the extermination portion is the ninth stage. And so, wow. you know, that's the scariest part. And then the 10th is the denial, which always happens afterwards, apparently. Right. So, um, and, and so when you look at it, like for, you know, it's dehumanization, dehumanization is fourth, I think. And then okay. you have, divi- you have the polarization, right? You have the complete polarization where you have whatever it is, right. other on unra- ethnic lines, um, you know, liberal conservative, you know, and it's just like, you know, we're, we're past that. And then you have the preparation where you set all the pieces in place. You know, you move the chessboard until you're one move away from checkmate. And then, uh, and that's where we're at. Like, I think the eighth is the preparation and you got your camps and you got your, you know, the meat. Oh, and then on, on all the propaganda, obviously is, is all a part of that too. And then and, and saying like people who are free thinkers, um, you know, we are all of a sudden in this category where it's like, we're we, on. yeah, we're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, like, like somehow we've been backed into this corner where we are the enemy, you know, and it's just so crazy, man. I don't, ah, so well, sad. yeah, what's weird to me is that I remember I got into a lot of, you know, alternative media conspiracy, quote unquote stuff in about 2003. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that I'd listened. I mean, I kind of knew some of it earlier than that, but I, that was the first time I listened to Alex Jones in 2003. I got into the, you know, secret society, skull and bones, Templar type stuff and looking into all the, you know, general kind of conspiracy stuff. And I remember that was right around the time 2004 and five that prepper stuff mm-hmm. first started kind of getting popular. And there, there would be, you know, radio hosts talking about how we're going to be put in FEMA camps and all that. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a, a, a societal collapse and, and at that time it was like, yeah, oh man, this is coming. It's coming. It's coming. And then there was this, it was, it was many, many, many years later. Right. And then we kind of had this, uh, this period of Trump where people thought, oh, we're going to make it right. We're going to save America and this kind of stuff. And everybody forgot that like civilizational collapse, right? Like prepper stuff. And now it's like, whoa, actually we could easily just like r- go right back into that, you know, prepper phase type stuff, which I'm not knocking preppers. I'm just saying that. Yeah everybody kind of forgot about the mid 2000s patriot you know prepper stuff that was really really big for a while if you remember back in 2005 six seven everybody was right when obama got right elected people were really really hyped up on being preppers and people thought oh this is you know this is the end of america and i mean in ways it was it was just maybe a little slower than we thought and then now it seems to just stuff's really ramping up yeah it's insane man i don't know like we're uh was we're in oregon 
um, which God, I don't even know. I don't even know how much, how long, how much longer we're going to be able to stay here. Like we were just talking about before the show, yeah. like, like it may come to a point here very, very soon where it's like, this is not a place that we can live anymore. And it, it was interesting too. I know you spoke to, I saw you, uh, spoke to Chris Milligan at trying day, uh, recently, like he's just right up the road. It's hilarious. So we're in Eugene. He's just like maybe half an hour North of us. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, man, like, I don't even know. Um, you've got States like Texas and Mississippi, you know, just saying, well, oh, that's it. We're done. We're not playing this game anymore. Um, which initially on its face, like, looks, sounds like wonderful. I love that, you know, but I hear a lot of rumblings too. Like, hold on, hold on. Like, this is too good to be true. Uh, what are your thoughts? Like on they're going to make an example yeah. of them reopening. Like yeah. that was part of the, could be, I mean, yeah, I, I fully expect that, um, you know, Bill Gates and other people have said that the, that there's viruses to come. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I kind of think this was a test run. And then um, what they'll just say, oh, by the way, it's the new strain. It's COVID-25. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I, I don't they they invested a lot in this. I don't expect COVID to go away. Uh, mm -hmm. And we've been having this debate. It's like, oh, finally, we're free. I'm like, no, we're not free. No. I mean, they've said the masks are never going away. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this isn't going away. No, absolutely. Until we just stop. Right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Like you could look at uh, indicators like uh, InQtel. Like if you go to their website, um, you know they've got this program called Be Next, which is the COVID response. You know the the, the and they're so they're uh, funding all these up and coming like companies for the intelligence agency purposes, right? And the Be Next project is headed up by Tara O'Toole, right? Uh, she and she's our good friend from Event 201, Dark Winter, all that. And and if you look at some of these projects that they have, and it's so like diabolical like it's, it's 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 this is what the intelligence agencies are pouring every single drop right. into is yeah. the code response and the uh the the you know the the biosecurity yeah. state basically yeah. track and yeah. trace like it's yeah. just exactly insane. no that's yeah. they didn't do that for no reason for fun yeah. i mean that's what it's for and by the way did did, did you guys see that that uh, terrible michael bay movie Song no Bird? i've been holding off it. which, which one? one so i mean it's it's, the, it's, it's uh, instructive because that that's i mean it's not going to be like millions of people dead everywhere uh, yeah. from some stupid COVID cold virus, but uh, in that it's COVID 24, COVID 25. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And they, they've got all the lockdowns. It's like the next level of lockdown. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Here's, here's one I stumbled across. Have you ever seen the movies from 2013? It's called the conspiracy. You ever seen that one? Uh, you're talking about the two guys that are trying to, uh, yeah. I've Make the it. documentary good, film. Good movie, yeah. Oh, I love that, dude. I love yeah. that one. I just stumbled across that recently. So everybody out there, check that movie out. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a really good conspiracy yeah. movie. Uh, there's quite yeah. a few decent, quote, conspiracy-themed movies like that. Uh, Do you ever seen Kill List? No. Mm -mm. Uh oh Yeah, uh -oh. so if you like uh, Eyes Wide Shut, it's in the vein of that. Um, it's it's pretty brutal it's pretty dark film i'm not okay. recommending it for <laughs> if your kids are in the room but <laughs> sure, sure, um, sure. it was a decent independent um uk film but the theme is very clearly related to the stuff we're talking about yeah. okay awesome definitely awesome. check it out i guess i would ask just just you know as a man of god do, do you do you see uh you know the mark of the beast in in this vaccine or whatever you know they're talking wow. about putting the uh what is it the the oh, needles, the, the oh, the, the Bill the, Gates, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it tells you that you've had the shot or not, whatever that is, whatever yeah, you whatever call that. The, the little, uh, no, I mean, I, I wouldn't, or... I, I wouldn't go that far. It's definitely possible that something like that could come in our in our lifetime, I, but I don't typically 
go into speculating about that. Sure, I mean, sure. I, I I don't want that. <laughs> so, sure, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I, know. But, uh, I don't know if it's yeah. the mark of the beast or not. Yeah. Well, even even couldn't an argue, argument be made that just the masks themselves, right? In order to have some sort of like like marking to to do any sort of commerce, right? You know, like like that's yeah. I mean, it's incrementally. Is, I mean, in the at the least, they're kind of predecessors to whatever will come down the road. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Just a little incremental, like the totalitarian tiptoe, as they say, right? Right. Right. Man, do we have any? Do we have any hope, Jay? Is there any hope? Well, yeah, I mean, again, like, so, you know, I have a religious theological paradigm that kind of dictates the way I view the, the future. So I, I don't think that, uh, you know, there's any human hope, there's a political hope, but yeah. uh, I do, you know, believe in God. So in that sense, I would say, yeah, but um, in, in a practical daily sense, I mean, I think that the best thing that we can do is try to be self-sufficient, if you can, yeah. try not to live in you know, big giant mega cities, those are going to be bad news. If society collapses, try to be, you know, in the country, try to have land, try to, uh, again, yeah, be self-sufficient in in the Mm -hmm. sense of not being dependent on Amazon, not being dependent upon big chains and box stores, all that kind of stuff is very crucial, especially as into where we're going, I think in the next five to 10 years. Um, I think having crypto is good. Bitcoin's good. Um, gold is good um self-defense is good like all those things are the things i would recommend yeah have you uh have you are familiar with the freedom cells movement at all Mm -hmm. um so freedom cells it's uh Derek bros john bush um it's a really awesome little deal so freedomcells.org and basically you just go and you find one in your area and then people have like local meetups um just get to know like other like-minded like freedom people and so we we noticed there was not one in our area so we started one and it has grown into like this collective of just like, you know, we've got all these people that are coming together. In fact, we're having, our, we, so we have meetups every other weekend. Um, we actually just got up, I just got keys to a new facility to hold a mat uh, today. Um, and we meet indoors, no mass, everybody's on the same level and they all come from huge different backgrounds. And ours kind of spawned off of the one up in Portland. Um, and they, they, and so the idea is, is everyone comes and there's like certain people have certain specialties. You know, there's a very, like, like there's a collection of them that have, you know, they're very into cryptocurrency. They're experts in that realm. And so they've been kind of teaching us, teaching me. I've been like sitting down and learning from them. You've got uh, people that are into farming, gardening, uh, food preservation. And it's just all these people yep. have these skills and we all come it's together. Cool. And then it's like, it's like a skill sharing slash um, just building community. And, 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 you right. know, there's some people are moving towards like living off, off grid, like moving off grid. Right. You know, there's people that are like, like doctors and pilots. Like apparently there's a pilot in the Southern Oregon one. It's like, I don't know. To me, that seems like part of the solution there, you know, and yeah. it's almost like a way for us to building the underground railroad yeah, an underground yeah. railroad like like we're, we're trying to exist outside of the matrix while still having to live in the matrix type of thing so it's it's well, been a pretty powerful- i mean yeah a lot of the people in my circles uh people are into homesteading yeah uh, a lot of people doing that kind of stuff so i mean i don't personally do that but i do live yeah. in the country yeah so uh, i'm not anywhere near a big city <laughs> so um yeah, uh, that's great. I, no, I didn't. I didn't know about that. Sounds cool. Yeah, check out Freedom Cells, man. It's it's been a sure, pretty man. powerful experience, you know. And if nothing else, like a lot of these people, it's the first time they've been in a room with somebody without a mask or just anybody in, in a year. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's a pretty powerful thing to see, and watch, and witness, you know. And then we've come together on all sorts of things, and it's just like you know, we're building this community. 
And, and who knew, who knew, you know? And it's so crazy that that in and of itself is such a criminal thing, dude. Like, like <laughs> this is like the most awful thing you could possibly do is just sitting in a room together, like having a potluck and just like smiling and laughing together. Like well, that. well, in our first meeting too, we, yeah. we went to, to this restaurant that's been staying open mm. throughout the lockdown when against, against the mandates and Oregon lockdown. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> so, so, and we get in there and they, they set the alarm off. And so the alarm's blaring and there's all these people. We have the, the blinds down <laughs> like in the cops. Are, I feel like we're having like this oh, yeah. know, undercover meeting. And <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. So anyway, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, shoot. Yeah. Any, any final thoughts then? I guess we'll just wrap it up. Um, no, thanks. Thanks for having me on. It was really cool. Um, yeah. If, if you, anybody wants to get into yep. my material, uh, yep. like I said, right now I'm covering the history of the, the mafia in the U S um, yeah. I'm on the third or fourth lecture in that series, kind of like the tragic hope series where we went through yeah. the whole book. I'm going through Selwyn Rob's book on the history of the five families. And then next up, I'll be doing a series on the serial killers. Um, not your typical true crime stuff. Like we're going to be looking at MK ultra and the, yes. the patterns and the different serial killers and how they, they seem to be, um, connected in uh, unknown and, and uh, odd ways. And then if you want my books, you can get Esoteric yes. Hollywood 1 and 2 at my website in the shop. Uh, I give you signed copies, so please don't get it from Jeff Bezos and Amazon. Uh, there's no uh, advantage to that, and you don't get a signed copy. So Totally. Uh, and where can they find that? What's, what's your website? It's jaysanalysis.com, and then you can subscribe to my work there to get access to all the archives and six years of lectures and talks. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, geez, I can't tell you how much of an honor and a privilege it's been to have you on, man. We really, hey, really thank appreciate you so it. much, so. Jay. For Absolutely sure. appreciate it, guys. Have a All good right, night. take care. Have a good night. See thank ya. You. Wow, guys, he was amazing. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, he knows Love a ton him. of about a bunch of stuff that I don't really know that much about. I, I had it's, never considered the serial killer aspect. No, that was that was that amazing. was like way red pilling me lot, for really. like well listening to his interview, mm -hmm. uh, a couple of his interviews just over the last day or so, and like having that planted in my mind, and then him touching on it more. Mm -hmm. I really want to hear what else he's uncovered. Well, Jason Burmis, when we when we interviewed him, he was talking about there's that new podcast. I forget what it's something called, in the clown. Yeah, uh, the, the, oh, the, I wrote yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And there was and he was talking about Ed Gein and like how he's tied into this whole network and stuff mm -hmm. and like and so I I think it's something that's kind of on the on the edge they're kind of discovering you know like this is stuff as if they hide this stuff right but it comes out eventually so yeah. so we're kind of learning right now and i think it takes people like jay dyer like researching into yeah. it to really digging into it for to let the rest of us know you know right so yeah. um so I, yeah it'll be really interesting to see what he comes up with all that but um you know i think it's all tied in man all these secret yeah. societies all that's your it. um all your intelligence agencies yeah. all your serial killers all your all your 9-11s all your i never uh, even crossed my mind like my whole rabbit hole of everything I understood about all of this, you know, diabolical shit they've been putting us through our entire life. And I always say, like, everything we know, everything we know sure. is like a lie and everything's been, you know, manufactured. And it's Up all been down. a psyop. It never even fucking crossed my mind. And that's interesting because that's like, that was my focus in school. That sure. was what, you know, that was my interest. But doesn't but, it make so much sense, though? Oh, uh, Once it, he said it, it was like, well, I didn't oh know about the God. military thing. How he yeah. was saying so many of the serial killers. Yeah, totally I, had, I didn't Certainly, know that. I didn't I've, know like, that either. These I didn't guys. know that either. Well, so, it's yeah. also too like how uh, you know all these famous like uh, what is it like uh, Jimi Hendrix and and uh, what's the guy from the Doors? Um, oh uh, yeah, yeah. 
Um, come on now. Come on now. What's we all know his name. Uh, Jim Morrison. Yeah, Jim Morrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these guys are like like military or military families. Yeah, yeah, like like yeah. they're so prolific. Like all of these, sure. you know, the MK Ultra style or people that are just you know in, you know initiated into the the esoteric Hollywood yeah. uh, inner circles. You know, it's all military. You trace it all back military. You look at all all the Jay or, uh, uh, the Harvey Oswalds or whatever. Like uh, Lee, Lee Harvey, Lee Harvey Oswalds. Oswald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said the Jay. I don't know the Jay. The Jay Harvey Oswald. Sorry, sorry, Jay. My bad. No, but like, uh, you know, all of them, dude. Like, like, like Timothy out. McVeigh, dude. Like, all it's all military. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. It makes it's perfect sense. Totally. It makes totally. perfect sense. It's dotting eyes and crossing mm-hmm. T's. It's just a little avenue that my mind hadn't wandered to yet. Like, well, that's... you think about it though. Perfect though. Like, it's like before nine eleven. You know, what was the scare? I mean, you know, there might have been the, um, you know, all the cults of the, yeah. the 80s in in the night maybe some into the 90s but before that maybe it was a little before our time too but like you know since since 9 11 it's kind of become these mass shootings and things like that but there's they always have these this fear that's out there you know well, and, and it's mass- always but we're watching these mass shootings and i'm going that's fucking bullshit and yeah. it's, agenda. it's agenda, totally agenda. agenda it's totally agenda 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 totally. and then it's crisis actors oh yeah, yeah. Of the one that we don't speak of yeah, in particular. Because, uh, yeah. Is that what we can talk about later? Well, yeah, 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 we can do that. We can do that, okay. can do that okay, because okay. that's, um, you know, that's... like Jay's friend, our, our, our friend AJ, right? Yeah. Uh, that's what he got in big trouble for. Who? <laughs> about, uh, Alex, Alex got into big trouble over that yeah. one. Oh, did? Oh, oh yeah, that's, you that's told the big, me about that's that. That's the main thing. That's the main yeah. thing that they used against him anyway. And even though he, he he's, wasn't even guilty of what they're accusing him of, you know what I mean? But right. it's just like, holy shit. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You look at some of those pictures. You look at some of that footage, and it's like I don't know. Something's a little, a little something's a little creepy here. Yeah. I'd say yeah. uh, Alex was more right than he was wrong on certain things. That so, is for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though now he has to come out all the time and say, you know, oh yeah, I was, I was wrong. It's like I know, I know. Why? I know. So he does. He does come out and say. He, he, he said he says he was wrong about some things, um, but but I think he's just like, dude, he's been under attack. That like just makes so you wonder bad. why would like why would but the anger be so high over so like bad. that's just that's just it like when they make the anger or like the outrage so high over anyone even questioning anything yeah. to me it's like that's it. to me like that's proof of like they're trying to silence the truth so hard and it's like nowadays it's interesting because everything's like fact checked it doesn't like you know how you guys know how obscene that's gotten like it's so crazy and yeah. so anytime I even see that I'm like okay that's a verified truth totally, like that's totally. and I'm like someone who should be doing research and I'm like I don't even have to fucking research anymore because yeah. they just verified the, the fact me. checkers <laughs> just told me that what I just posted is straight truth by them trying to yeah. tell me that this is not factually well, accurate our independent fact checkers the fact checker and it's just like they point out this one tiny little detail which pretty much just admits that everything else about it is exactly right mm-hmm. normally even the detail that they are saying something about is just like oh it's slightly different than what they said right like that's kind of what a fact checker is but it's funny just you mentioned that though like just it's how you said it it's like the fact checkers now with the fact checkers like fact checking just started what like six months ago like a year, yeah, right, yeah, right not at the beginning yeah, of the year. I think, well, right, 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 right at about two weeks to summer. flatten the curve. Yeah. I, I reckon it was about the summer. <laughs> I think it was the summer. Like we are so used to it now; it's just such a thing. Like we're well, so used to it. Like this is how this stuff happens. This, this, this is a part of that agenda. The fact checking, right? Like it's totally oh, yeah. obviously a part of this agenda. Like, and it's just, it's just, we're so used to it. People are just like accept it now. Well, I don't remember the full meme, but just to show you like how ridiculous it is, there was a meme that was going around. I probably put, reposted it on my. Instagram, but it was something about the whole Dr. Seuss bullshit that's yeah. going on. What the fuck? 
and it said, uh, you know, something about like, you know, Joe Biden killed Dr. Seuss, something, and it was immediate, immediate yeah. within seconds. I was fact checking it, and I, cl- I just want, I was like, what, oh, of course. what, gotta, what did they say? You gotta read the bullshit. What did they say? And then it says Joe Biden, and a big N O T caps. No. Joe Biden did not kill Dr. Seuss, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So, oh so he God. did then. Oh yeah, yep, so he did. So That's got to that. be one of the most ridiculous things though ever. Like, I, if we want to, I want to paint my, that. I want to put cat in the hat. I mean, on the yeah. side of my house and I want to have it yeah. say mother, father, sister, brother. Is that what the, I don't even know. That's I tried what to, it, that's, 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 the, the well, issue that's is? what, that's what I heard. Okay. I don't even know, dude. Well, is it racist? Their council culture is trying it's, to cancel So which culture. is it? Is it racist or is it, what, what do you even call that? The mother, father you thing? Call it's it, not, you call it, you call it inversion. In, okay. Here's yes, the thing. Yes. Here's the thing. This whole cancel culture movement, this whole like trying to like completely make everybody to be like we're an asexual race mm-hmm. um that that whole thing is so completely diabolical it's like um, the goobacks on, the what is it the goobacks what is on that? south park right <laughs> I don't, i've only ever seen like one little piece that you showed me uh, once what are i think the, that was i would just, I would just like to it? take a Maybe. moment to, to flip off cancel culture yeah cancel culture culture you can just straight fuck off yeah, every piece of, of it i won't of. like we're not gonna have chest milk we still have moms and dads <laughs> yeah yeah motherfucker. Um, Speaking yeah. of cancel culture, one of our good friends, another one bites the dust, dude, Jamie Deluxe, the great Jamie Deluxe. What happened? They wiped him? Wiped him out, took his YouTube oh, channel today. No yep, shit. Yep, today? Yep, yep, yep. I woke up this morning and in the Union of the Unwanted chat, he was posted, he did a screenshot from YouTube. What did he post um, last? What did he do? I, I don't even know, but, but it doesn't it says, matter uh, though. When they, matter, when they yeah. get you, it's all these things. It's, they grab something from the past. They they, just that's what Facebook's coming at me yep. for. They oh, go so in at the past. And, I mean, I've said it before, but Facebook for us is, is going to be on any day. We've had yeah. our two strikes. They've already told us they're not sh- like, yeah. uh, they're giving me they're two not, strikes a day and I have to dispute it. They're and not they're like, oh, we They're not like when people, what do they call it when they're when they suggest they're not suggesting our page to people anymore? Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, that yeah. was it. Yeah. That's so, <laughs> so you guys make sure you go support Jamie Deluxe. I know he's on BitChute. I know he's on Rockfin too. So go yeah, check him out on definitely. Rockfin. But yeah, here's the letter it says, "Hi Jamie Deluxe, we have reviewed your content and found severe or repeated violations of our community guidelines. Severe. Because of this, we have removed your channel from YouTube. Holy we know this is probably sh- very upsetting, but it's our job to make sure. And I know he just did his four year anniversary. He just Man. celebrated seventy five thousand subscribers. Oh And shit. bam, just like that. Bam. Okay, here's another middle finger. Finger for YouTube. YouTube, you. you can fuck off yeah, you can too. Fuck wow. Off. Come get me, bro. And that's what I told Jamie. I was like, I was like, well, your street cred just went through the roof. So totally. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? So everything <laughs> yeah. you said was true, and yep, now yep. they've confirmed yep. it. Yep. Wow. I had so, no idea, man. Yeah. And he was he was a big part. You know, he gave us a pretty big boost there just by sharing one of our videos, dude. Yeah, like so yeah, much yeah, love, much yeah. respect. Definitely. We're gonna have to get him on. We gotta get definitely. him. Definitely. Yeah, I would for love sure. that. Wow. Sorry to hear that, man. What an awful thing. But you know, so it's really not though, because this is where we're all going. Honestly, yeah. we should all we should all just leave. Is yeah. the thing. I mean, I know yeah. it's it's hard because we're you know a newer podcast and we want to we want to get growth. We want people to see us and whatnot. But but YouTube's not helping us with that. No. Facebook's not helping us with that. Instagram's not helping us with that. Yeah, like they're all working against us. Yeah. Like it's just that that's where all the you know we're, we are, can just right? use these use these platforms for the time that we do to divert them to the places where they can. Find I, us, I think that know? like ninety percent of people don't know that they exist. I would if if I didn't know the two of you, I would never know that those sites exist ever. Yeah. I would never even try to find something. I, I mean, know. you know what I mean. So I think well, the part hey. of us being on there is like. I know we're not being suggested, but there is the the people like, you know, we have friends who are like, hey, I have friends yeah. who are doing this. And then sure. it's easy for them to know to go find us on YouTube yeah. because then they can listen to us. They'll know that we're yeah. moving to rock and they'll know that we're yeah, going to sure. be, you know, booted from Facebook. Yep. Fucking if, Facebook. If you want, if you want an uncensored, 
uh, straight, uh, no algorithm messing with you feed from Truezilla. Go get Telegram and come come find us. The address is t.me forward slash Truezilla pod. That's our new Truezilla mind militia Telegram channel. So we're t.me t.me. That's the M-E? little. That's like yeah. That's okay. like the, the shortened little uh, abbreviated address. But find us on there, dude, because we're gonna we're gonna start posting on there. You know what I mean? I'm gonna start yeah. making. I'm gonna, that's gonna be the feed. Like what used yeah. to be the Facebook feed, where we used to post all our videos and all that stuff, and and funny memes and stuff. Like I I, I deleted Facebook, so I apologize to all of you out there. You know I know Ed, and Megan are, are representing still over there, like posting memes and stuff. But if you haven't seen as many memes, it's probably because I just said fuck you Facebook and I deleted it. I've been memeing and, up a and storm. so so good. So Ed's Ed's been carrying the slack. So but you know what I mean? Like we won't be there. You're gonna wake up one day and we're gonna be gone. You know? But we won't be gone. But we won't be gone. We'll gone. be on Rockfin. Oh, oh, we're gonna be yeah. We're gonna be on Rockfin, baby. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be. I look forward to the day when yeah. they kick us off because fuck them. Yeah, for reals, man. Like Rockfin's been good. A little finger. To yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Well, we got we got like we're a little over. I think we're at like eleven hundred subscribers on yeah. there, and that took like a month and a half or two months. Whereas opposed to it's taken like almost you know what is it eight nine months we've been doing this on on YouTube. It took that long, and it took Jamie Deluxe sharing our video to get like three hundred of those. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. just like, dude, what the hell, man? So speaking of that video, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like that you should plug it again, just because. Sure, well, we, t- we talked about it a little bit on the episode. You know, it's the ten stages of genocide, right? So yes. you guys go scroll back a little bit and find it. Maybe I'll put a link to it in the show That's notes. Like but a month. It's been. It's been like a month. Like and share. Yeah, like and share, man. Share it. That's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. Hopefully, Jesus better come soon, Megan. I'm telling you. Well, like, God is still on His throne. I will <laughs> yeah. say that, and I am definitely waiting for Jesus. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm so. sure. um, speaking of like, like we're just talking about some of our friends out there in the world, man. And I gotta say, so you guys have heard him on uh, Adam's show, Deborah gets red pilled, mm-hmm. um, paranoid American. On you go to Instagram and check out paranoid, paranoid American. American. Okay, I keep meaning to subscribe. I'm gonna do that as soon as I get home. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got, I got, I got stuff for you guys. So each one of you guys, I got this right here. So anyway, he's a he's a comic book artist, just a prolific artist in general. Like just scroll back through his feeds. He's just like he just says comic books, but they're all like. Legit, like truth or comic books, dude. It's all like MK Ultra. And this is the stuff like, we were talking about that I could give to my kids. Yeah, and plus, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. you guys go to go check out his episodes on Deborah gets red pilled for sure. But like, here you go. Each of you get a little MK Ultra, um, little little conspiracy graphic novel information brochure thingy. Yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> Thank you. Bam, there you go, Ed. You Thank got one you. too. Hell Thank yeah. Thank you. And then like these, this is just like the little bonus that he sent us. Look at this. I love this. So there you go. You got you got uh, Walt Disney with. Uh, Werner von Braun, right there. Bam, bam, bam. And who's the third one? Uh, Operation Paperclip. Heinz Haber. Um, what is it? Pardon Nazis from Operation what, Paperclip. Right? Is it a photo or is it a postcard? Yeah, yeah. What is it? It's just a little. This is a little inf- information oh, thing. Oh, I you see. Got, I love this. I love this. You guys, you can check it out. I don't know if you can see this on the screen there. This is uh, Lawrence E. King. <laughs> from the Franklin scandal. Larry King from the Franklin scandal. It's it's a comic book right there, dude. It's it's oh great. God. It's great. It's great. Now check this out, okay? So then we got then I ordered three three editions of uh time samplers, okay? Time samplers. Kablam, dude. And so they just travel through time, like uncovering conspiracies, man. The art is amazing. Like and I just I just love it. I just they love are it. Pretty incredible. It's like it's like the coolest thing ever, man. Like like uh I if I I mean I actually I can draw pretty good. Yeah, um, you can. Um but like like this would be like a dream come true. Just like make little conspiracy comic books, like like good for you, man. Like you know, I just love it. It's just so inspiring to like do what you love, do what yeah, you love, definitely. man. And 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 it's so badass. I really want to. You know, he's not he's not giving us anything. Like I just love his, his stuff so much. That I'm just like I want I want people to go check him out. Yeah, for sure. So, you know what I mean? It's like so. Bam, awesome, legit. 
Also, wow. you know, we got to give some thank yous, man. There's a lot of people showing us a lot of love out there. Like, it seems like the more we've been doing this, like, the more messages we get. You know, we get people just saying, man, I love what you're doing. And just people from all over the world, literally. Like, it's so inspiring. I love it, too. But, you know, there's a few people who've kind of jumped on the the, the truth train here. And I just want to give a couple shout-outs, too. So, Lenore uh, over on Patreon, yeah, number two. You. So, we got Aaron, Aaron M., number one. Patreon subscriber and Lenore's number two Patreon subscriber. So thank you so 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 thank much. You. you know what I mean? Thank you. Um, PayPal Alex, Alex, you know who you are. You dropped a huge donation. Thank you, man. And then Victoria, welcome, a local um, who's uh, uh, jumped and she she was like messaged us like, oh my god, I didn't know you guys were in Eugene. And so oh. like we got her like in the Freedom Cells and like nice. she's coming on Sunday. So we'll meet her on Sunday and stuff. So it's super cool. So I'm just really stoked, you know. And so they they were donated on the PayPal button on TrueSoul.org, which from my understanding, I guess there's some uh, issues or weird things like you click on it and it doesn't I don't know if it's a WordPress thing probably but I had to tell both of them like I guess the address is h-e-d-s-p-e-c at gmail.com that's the uh, it's like my well that's one of my personal emails so there you go if you feel like donating whatever or spam me or flood me whatever I don't care I don't even use that email but yeah that's I guess that's the donation address or whatever but uh I'll try and sort that out but in the meantime man I don't know I don't know that's pretty much it what are you guys thinking Man, I think yeah. that was a, a great episode, and it was awesome to have Jay on here. Wealth of information, and uh, yeah. Everybody, thank you so very much for sitting in with us. That was Jay Dyer. Please go and find him at jaysanalysis.com. Get his book through him so you can get an autographed copy, like he mm -hmm. said. Please don't go to Amazon. We want to not support Amazon. No. Uh, Jeff Bezos. Um, yeah. And until next week, everybody. I'm Megan, sitting here with Scott and Ed. We wish all of you intellectual prosperity. Good night. Pew, 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 pew. Pew. Ding. All right, all right.